Well, during the week, we had engineer nerd AFA graded, and he came back as having extremely loose joints and multiple stress lines. And with that, you're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 89, for the week of Wednesday, 30th of October, 2013. I'm Ben, and with me tonight is Justin. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And this episode is brought to you by Superpower Collectibles and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is Marvel Legends Favourites Rapid Review Style, and our discussion topic is a Marvel Legends Stock Take. just a terrible twosome tonight. How are you, mate? Good, mate. It's been a while since I've been on. Uh, nine episodes, in fact. Really? Uh, that long? Yeah, it has. Four of those I was away on a, uh, on a, or three, I was away on a cruise. That's right. Um, one, I got uh, grand final tickets, NRL tickets. You did, you did, was, and your, uh, uh, your beloved team. They won. They won <laughs> in a very thrilling game. It was actually members tickets, so I was quite privileged that day um, to sit up in the members stand. And a couple of birthdays have uh, kept me away from the show, but I've, I've been listening and uh, right. been chuckling in the appropriate places. <laughs> Good on you. I mean, I'd love to talk about the football more, but since your team beat my team, I think we'll just move on. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I would have known. I would have tried to uh, do my best to come on. <laughs> Good on you. Good on you. And what about you? What have you been up to? Yeah, I think everything's pretty much returned to normal in my household. I was over the cold that I had a couple of episodes ago that had me... I heard. You sound like death. Yeah, trying not to sniff through sort of interviews and things like that, and my Mm. hot water dramas are are resolved. And tell you what, I'll (laughs) never take a a hot shower for granted again, that's for sure. Were you having a pommy wash in between those times? Oh, I tell you what, a cold shower. (laughs) Holy jeez, that puts some pep in your step, that's for sure. Yes, so, indeed. That's so all good. And uh, the most exciting thing in our household is we're um, st- starting to look at uh, a new car for Mrs. Shake. And it's it starts off, it's really exciting. Like you, You're really sort of excited mm. about the idea of a new car until you get to like your third car yard and then you've just kind of like had enough and it's like, just I don't care, just buy one. I don't care if it's pink, just let's just get it and go home. I'm done. So yeah, here's, Well, here's my problem with it. The best I think that we're ever going to get is like a, a new Tarago van, so I can get ex- that. I can feign that much excitement for a new van, and that's about it. And I think I'm stuck with that for at least another five or six years yeah. if we get a new one. Yeah, well, Mrs. So, Mrs. Shake has never had a brand new car, so it's um, yeah, it's a I'll little see that. So, <laughs> yes. yes, but anyway, we've got a bit to get through tonight, and uh, we'll just run wild without the the boss here. Mm-hmm. And we might do that. Um, we'll get started with some articulated news. Ah, the father and son road trip. Just a little imagination and you're good to go. Desert highways, scenic vistas, overly active wildlife. Did they just build a souvenir stand that sells extra hair? Nice. Yes, when you build together, the possibilities are endless. So, gentlemen, hold on to your hats and start your Lego road trip today at buildtogether.com. 
Well, before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news, and articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. Now, we're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And, Justin, you're going to kick things off, because really, it's either you or me, isn't it? That's, that's it. I lost the coin toss, so I'll go first. Good on you. <laughs> So the first bit of news is from the giants of the toy industry, Bridge Direct. <laughs> Sound like an insurance company, but they're not. And this week there has been some news about the second movie that's coming out in the Hobbit franchise, The Desolation of Smaug's Maug. <laughs> yeah. uh, offering two scales again, six-inch and three-and-three-quarter box set. Uh, now the six-inch scale collector series is recommended at fourteen ninety-nine each. I guess that's obviously US prices. Mm. Um, now they're bringing out Azog and uh, Radagast and Legolas will be part of that uh, selection. And also in the three and three-quarter scale, we're getting the Mirkwood Hero Pack. Uh, lots of different uh, dwarfy names to add in there, so <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people. They feature twelve points of articulation. And uh, looking from the pictures, they've done a pretty good job again. It's it's good to see um, another company coming along like this. And yeah. I've seen them on the pegs and got on them. It's, uh, it. it's good that they keep we, on keeping on. Yeah. Well, that's right. And we were talking when they were originally announced and we didn't even know who Bridge Direct was that, you know, we wondered if there would be any sort of legs to, to this and whether they would actually get past, a, you know, a first wave, so to speak, or the first movie. And well, I guess here they are and they're still going. And um, they're actually not bad looking figures. I, I really don't have a, any sort of problem with them at all i just don't sort of tend to go towards the three and three quarter scale um mm. and it just seems like the six inch one that just doesn't seem to have the the character selection to really the oomph yeah i yeah. think you'd be struggling to get the, the full lineup unless they sort of do it over the um the duration of all the films but uh yeah, yes too bad. did you did you collect them the first time around with the um, original Toy Biz uh, release? No, no, I don't own... Oh, actually, I think I own one of the horses for a custom, and that's about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's another reason. I've I've got basically not a full set, but half a set with most of the heroes and the, and the main uh, villains from the first three, and I, the only, that's the only reason I'm not um, collecting this time around is that I've got so much already. And yeah, yeah. Any new characters, yeah, I'm not going to be really connected with this time around, but... They've done a really good job, and like I said, it's good to see them keep on keeping on. Yeah. Second bit of news is from uh, Pop Culture Shock Collectibles, and they got Mortal Kombat's. Uh, there's another one, Guru, 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 yeah. <laughs> one four scale mixed media statue, and I'll tell you what, it is a business. It is. It is. Uh, it's a beautiful looking piece. Um, now the it's 24 inches tall, and the sculpting you have to. You have to see it to uh, believe it. It's really, really nice. Man. Uh, limited to 350 pieces, and I'll set you back about 450. Um, and there's also an exclusive uh, a set with uh, cloth features as well, the same size, and it'll set you back 460. So pre orders have been taken now. It's pretty darn brutal. Man, this guy used to just pound the bejesus out of you in the video game. I, I can remember. Yeah, for sure. On the Super Nintendo, and he just he just used to come you. And I can understand. I mean, the scale is just insane. Like when I saw that it was one quarter scale, I just thought mm. this thing is going to be massive because he was about eight feet tall in the game. So yeah, that's going to be a, an extremely impressive piece. And to be honest, for, for two feet tall, the fact that it's only four hundred and fifty bucks is actually pretty reasonable. 
Yeah, indeed. It's um has to be. It's definitely an eye catch in the collection. I'm not too sure about other uh, releases on this uh, size with, uh, with with Street Fighter, but um, oh, sorry, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. But um, if, if they're releasing the whole set, this has got to be the, the counterpiece of the whole thing. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I can't see anything um, as to who actually sculpted it, which is a real shame, actually, because it's nice to sort of give credit to, to good work. Oh, definitely. Certainly yes. in the, the shots that we've seen, even the um, the detail on the paintwork is actually very impressive. It is. Yeah, nice. And All right, moving on from the sublime to the ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Hot Toys announces their Iron Man 3 Cosbaby series. Uh, that's Series 2, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and this one, you'll get such exciting figures as War Machine Mark II. Uh, we got uh, different marks. you got Tony Stark and Iron Patriot as well. Um, <laughs> good to fill in the collection. They look cute, especially the ones, obviously, with the the, uh, the masks and the SpongeBob SquarePants eyes <laughs> that yeah. they have going on. <laughs> Set you back about ten to twelve. Um, not too sure of the prices in Australia, but add a little bit onto that. Yeah, um, they're good for the armory. Good for any. Yeah, I, I tend to sit there looking at them and I go, "Hang on, so that's a oh now if an X is on the left side of the L, you take that away, so that's yeah. a forty, and then there's two ones yeah. on the other side, so I think that's a forty-two. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that's what I was about to do and read it, and went, "Oh, I'm not going. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been in school. I'm not going back to Roman numerals. I've got enough going on in my life." <laughs> yeah. yes. well, but I mean, at least yeah. they've thrown in pepper pots this time. Yeah, the long-awaited. Yeah, that's right. Mm. So, I don't know. I just uh, hot toys. I just yeah, seriously. I, I don't want to give them any credit anymore until they announce the next bloody Star Wars figure. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not giving them any time. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. For that uh, seriously, any announcements whatsoever. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on, we got uh, from Sideshow Toys uh, probably a big announcement. We have uh, Call Me Snake Pliskin coming out. <laughs> Uh, six scale figure, outstanding. Uh, yeah, one fifty nine pre order start. Um, this in October now, and the uh, the accessories are uh, really really good. You got the uh, Uzi, uh, a range of uh, weapons. The likeness to Kurt Russell is uh, spot on. Bloody it's yeah. absolutely uh, incredible. Um, it reminds me of um, uh, Jean from um, the Professional. How well, like this would be. Yeah. Uh, up there with that, this is how good this one is. Ninja Stars, Revolvers, Police Badge, uh, Jacket. It's just a beautiful-looking um, figure. And they've nailed everything. I mean, even the the Cobra uh, tattoo on his chest, oh, yeah. his sort of stomach, is um, is, mm. is there as well. I've got the stubble happening. I mean, it's mm. a really nice-looking figure. I don't know if you were part of that as well, but it was a, uh, that sort of cult. That was a cult movie, the first one, Escape from New York. Yeah. And I remember it used to be on it late at nights. <laughs> and you'd speak to your mates and go, oh, that movie's on, Escape from New York. We've got to watch it, we've got to watch it. And then they announced that the second one, Escape from L.A. And so I was so excited to go and see that and just... <laughs> yes. I actually saw, you. <laughs> I saw this movie at the drive-in and it was actually double-billed with something else. And my parents actually took me to see the first film. And this was mm. after it. And so my parents had no idea about it and we were watching it <laughs> as it sort of got more, <laughs> more violent. My mother's going, should we really be letting him watch this? And my dad's like, well, we're halfway through. We're here. You know, no point sort of leaving halfway through. And I'm just loving it, of course. So, uh, yeah, Kurt Russell, 62 years old. 
Yeah, he uh, he was actually asked by Sylvester Stallone to be in, um, I think it was the first Expendables film, and he actually said right. no, that at this point in his career he wasn't looking to do sort of ensemble pieces. Um, oh, really? Well, that's a shame, because you've done bugger all so, in a while. Oh, snob. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen him in... He was good in that Tarantino thing, that was pretty good. Oh, Death Proof, yeah. Death, death Proof, yeah. yeah. But uh, I miss him. He's, uh, he was uh, one of my favourites growing up. Big Trouble in Little China, that was a great movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Very, nice. Very nice. That's about it for news for me. I mentioned a price, I think, 160 bucks, Which is so. pretty reasonable, I think. It is. Another reasonably priced uh, figure. Yeah, I talked to um, talked to Andy during the week, our, our buddy FB. and um, Oh, yeah. Because I know he's a, a big fan, and I said, have you... Uh, seen the, the solicitations and he'd already ordered it, so that was pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> so. Alright, well I've got some news and um, we've seen some images of Metacom's 1.6 scale Batman Hush and uh, Superman real action hero figures. Um, these mm-hmm. are, as I said, 1.6 scale um, articulated action figures and they're quite interesting actually. They, they've sort of been, they've got sort of, well, it's hard to describe, isn't it? It's full cloth outfits basically. Um, yeah. So Superman actually has the, you know, the, the, the blue bodysuit with the um, the red underwear, I and mean, these are the classic Superman and the sort of the Jim Lee Hush Batman, um, and so you know based on Jim Lee designs, and I, I mean I don't know, it's, it's classic Superman. You've got the little spit curl and everything. The face is not quite what I would say would be Jim Lee, but um, I certainly don't mind the idea. I, I quite like you know these these kind of outfits where they've still got the the joints underneath, and you can move them into assorted positions. I think Batman's belt looks a bit um, mm. cheap, cheapish, but certainly yeah. the, the cowl and the rest of it looks quite good. Yeah, I'm impressed. I mean, it, it does look a little awkward when it, when they're posed in these positions and from the pictures, but um, yeah. like you said, they are interesting and um, it's good to see that uh, classic S yeah. and classic uh, suit getting a run again. Yeah, and I think I'm pretty much done with 1-6 scale superhero figures unless someone like Hot Toys comes along, and, and, and it'd probably have to be Marvel for me to really take the plunge. I think the um, the DC mm. Direct 13-inch figures were the last ones uh, I collected, and um, I didn't end up getting all of those because the price just kept going up and up. But, um, look, yep. these are not cheap. They are $200 each, and uh, mm. they'll be out around June next year. So. Okay. Hmm, very nice. Uh, yeah. What else have I got? Oh, yes, we uh, it wouldn't be an episode of the AFB podcast without our <laughs> weekly Funko <laughs> vinyl spot um, as they continue to take over the entire world and we were talking about licenses that they didn't have and, uh, well, one of those was Supernatural and that is the television show starring uh, Sam and Dean Winchester doing their thing. So we've got um, pop vinyls of those two guys and, I mean... <sighs> They look good, but the the problem with these kinds of human characters is, uh, I guess, if you didn't have the box, you, you probably wouldn't know who they were. <laughs> Definitely, um, um, Sam looks like a bit like uh, Michael J. Fox from does, Back to the Future. He? Yeah, he's <laughs> he got that, that swept across hair thing happening, and uh, he does. <laughs> yeah, but uh, look, there's also some Star Trek, and look, um, some classic Star Trek. And mm. we've got all the usual Kirk and Scotty and Spock, but um, one of the ones that actually looks pretty good is the Klingon. He's yeah. got uh, he's got the groovy, nasty eyebrows happening, and his little goatee, and and uh, yeah, they're not old bad. school Klingon. Yeah. yeah, Spock looks cute. 
At least they went to the extra mile and put his um, live long and prosper fingers. Yes, uh, yes I mean, he doesn't just so. have his hand by his side, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's not too bad. No. So anyway, that's our Funko uh, spot for the week. And um, good buddies, Necker. I, I do enjoy seeing uh, some news from, from Necker. And following on from their, their recent sort of NES video game figures where we saw Jason and, and uh, whatnot done in the video game, that sort of classic... You know, retro arcade or NES video game style. Um, they've yep. unveiled a NES version of Robocop, and mm-hmm. uh, he's in sort of that that traditional um, bluish hue. <laughs> <laughs> that um, we had a very limited number of pixels that we could work with, therefore the colours <laughs> weren't exactly um, varied. Um, what's actually really fun about this figure is the box. Um, if, if people haven't seen these, they've actually got the retro boxes. And uh, they actually look fantastic. They're already sort of weathered and dog-eared to look like a really old video game box because those of us who were around in the original NES days um, certainly can remember boxes getting stepped on and flattened and, and all that sort of thing. So, 100%. Uh, yeah, that, this is another one that will be out, uh, what is it, February 2014. So if yeah. you're um, getting the others, you, you might like the look of this one. I, I think the boxes side-by-side side would actually be a lot of fun. Oh, definitely. It'd be a good display piece. Um doesn't do much for me. I'd love to see a re-release in just original normal colours, but I can understand what they're doing, and uh, it's a good tie, and I think it's a, yeah, yeah. another good way to make some money. Well, that's right. So, I, I think the, the problem for me is um, I'm, I'm very much from the, the point of view that once I get a... a what I consider to be the definitive version of a, of a character. Um, I don't sort of need additional figures. I'm, I'm happy to just have that one version. So, but um, yeah, yeah, good idea, thinking outside the uh, the box. Um, coming up, Ashley yeah. Woods 3A Toys have um, showed some images of their new uh, Real Steel Noisy Boy figure. So that's Real Steel, as in Hugh Jackman, and the, the Noisy Boy um, robot, which is an amazing design. This thing is mm. just fantastic, and the colours are just... Wow, they just they really popped. Very, very impressive. Um, I really should get around to seeing they the do. movie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's... um. Yeah, I just with three A they seem to be expanding a fair bit and picking up yeah. these licenses that no one has thought about in a while. And uh, to see it done in all this glory, it's uh, wow! Yeah. <laughs> Those colours are really good, purple and uh, yellow together. Absolutely, and I mean these guys are one six scale, but because of the, the the just the huge size of the robots, they're they're absolutely huge figures. I really, I mean Ashley Woods figures aren't cheap at the best of times, but. Um, mm. I, I dread the, the retail on this because uh, he stands at 17 inches tall, so he's 43 and a half centimetres, and he lights up with over 500 LCD lights. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a gorgeous-looking figure. It, it's really impressive. So I'm probably It's probably for the best that I haven't seen the movie because if, um, if he's cool in the movie, you know. Yeah, um, maybe too. <laughs> All right, and moving on, and our last bit of news, Hot Toys. Curse you, Hot Toys, where's my Star Wars? Um, This one's actually pretty cool. I I was quite impressed with this, and that is they showed some shots this week of the new um, Captain Harlock. 
space pirate Captain Harlock 1-6 scale figure. Um, now, this is just the usual Hot Toys. It comes with, you know, oodles of extra bits and pieces, when, uh, such as, you know, extra hands and um, the gun and the uh, assorted clothes. And, like, he, get, he comes with his, his classic sort of rapier sword and his pistol. Um, my understanding is there's actually two versions of this figure available. So when it's solicited, you'll actually get the option of having Harlock um, by himself, or you can actually get him with the classic throne of Arcadia. And uh, it's, it's another great figure. The detail work on his costume is just fantastic. Um, really, oh, it's an incredible looking, uh, yeah. incredible looking piece. That throne is just unbelievable. The detail. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm not mistaken, I think um, this is the 60th anniversary of Captain Harlock. He's been around a long, long time. I think he first appeared in. Um, in something else in, in sort of the, the early 50s and it wasn't until he actually got his um, his classic series in the late 70s that mm. we really got to know Captain Harlock so he's been around a, a long long time yeah. so very nice figure um, when is it out it looks like it's out quarter two quarter three 2014 so anywhere from well, gosh, what's that? Um, April right through to August September yeah. anyway so um, sculpted by K.A. Kim, but we didn't actually get a price on it, so no. keep an eye out for that, depending on which version you want with the throne. Um, certainly the Hot Toys accessories, um, such as the throne pieces and that, haven't been cheap in the past, so... No, start saving. <laughs> uh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Um, all right, well, I, I think that's it for the news. That's it, we got through it. We did indeed. Jeez, <laughs> we don't need those guys, do we? We, we can rock this. Well, who got, which guys? It's a world machine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up the articulated news, and when uh, we'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game, name that. Hello, boys and girls. Hopefully, you're not in a sugar-induced coma from too much Halloween candy, and you were able to figure out last week's name that. Just to remind everybody, we will play that right here. And if you guess this was for one of those pets that we all wanted but probably never could have because it's fictional, you were right. This was a commercial for Gizmo. And it was Don't Feed Him After Midnight, Don't Get Him Wet. You guys know the story. Anyway. On to this week's sound, and you can blame Tom for this one sounding this way because I knew he needed the extra challenge that this one will present. Over here! Is that your service? Ah! <laughs> and other action figures new from collection, each sold separately. Watch him! Yeah, watch my swing! Yikes! All downhill from here, You'll be sorry! And one more time in case you didn't get it off the first time. Over here. Is that your service? Ah! <laughs> and other action figures new from collection, each sold separately. Watch him. Yeah, watch my swing. Yikes! All downhill from here. You'll be sorry. Tricky again. As always, if you think you know what this is, head on over to afbforum.com and leave a guess, and you'll get forum points. 
And if you'd rather play a picture version, come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays where we play the picture version. This is Engineer Nerd saying, peace out. one of our feature segments and toy of the week and each episode we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail and these might be new releases or we might talk about favorite or bizarre items from our collection and this week we're doing marvel legends rapid fire reviews style now normally rapid rapid fire reviews uh, allows us to uh, run through each of the hosts and we do a five minute review of one of our favorite figures so we're uh, we're doing a twosome tonight and I'm going to kick things off with uh, my favourite Marvel Legends figure, and that is the Face-Off Sabretooth figure. So as the official timekeeper, I shall get underway. Now, this is uh, from back in the Toy Biz days, when Toy Biz was running Marvel Legends, and this figure came out in 2006. Uh, and this wasn't part of one of the, the usual waves of Marvel Legends. This was actually one of the Face-Off 2-packs that came out sort of subsequent to, to sort of back up the figures between waves. And um, there were a few different face-off packs, and there was a Wolverine versus Sabretooth one. Now, the reason I like this particular figure is because Sabretooth is actually my favourite villain uh, of all time. I just somehow, I don't know, I really just... Um, was really enjoying Uncanny X-Men back in the day when he was first introduced in uh, Uncanny X-Men 212. Um, I was already familiar with the character before that when he'd appeared in um, a couple of issues of, uh, I think it was Spectacular Spider-Man, and uh, I even have the original Iron Fist 14 where he first appeared. Um, and, and Sabretooth, when he first appeared, was never even a mutant. He was uh, he was just a, an assassin-type guy with, um, with clawed gloves, and it wasn't until he was introduced in Uncanny X-Men that they did the whole mutant height and senses, sharpened claws, healing factor kind of thing. So now this figure is uh, 17 centimetres tall, so he's about 6.7 inches in, in height. He came, uh, as I said, in a face-off, which meant um, he was a two-pack with Wolverine, like a first appearance Wolverine in a clamshell, so wasn't really collector friendly. That, that was back in the days when the, uh, the, the clamshells were welded shut and you had to really cut those things open with a, a knife or some scissors. Indeed. <laughs> and, uh, there, there was no getting it back into the box after that once it was done. Um, this figure is actually one of my favourites simply because of the, the sculpting detail. They've taken sort of great care to do what I think is a, a very accurate face. He's, um, he's got the mutton chops and, and the hair, etc. And they've gone out of their way to really sculpt the hair on sort of the forearms, um, on his shins, etc. And, of course, that, that sort of classic... Um, 
I don't know what you'd call it, but that, that fur collar kind of thing that, that he rocked back in the day. Um, I, I still prefer Sabretooth's original costume. Um, I just think it was a really fun design and, and sort of, you know, great sort of goofy style from the late 70s, etc. So um, it, it's really well sculpted in the sense that there's actually quite a lot of sort of wrinkles um, and they've sort of simulated fabric wrinkles to kind of give you the impression that he's actually wearing a bodysuit. Um, it isn't just a, a plain figure that's um, that, that's basically you know just been sculpted for multiple reuse I guess. So um, yeah so I really am quite impressed with the sculpting it, it does actually look comic accurate. Um, now, as far as articulation, it's pretty much your standard sort of Marvel Legends figure, I guess. You've got the ball-jointed head, you've got the um, the ab crunch, you've got the, the double-jointed elbows and knees, which is quite impressive, um, and, of course, the usual sorts of things like the uh, the bicep swivel, the, um, the, the hinge um, wrists, uh, etc., and... Um, probably the, the, back in the days, Marvel Legends really used to go a bit crazy with their articulations. So, Sabretooth has the, uh, the hinged toes, I guess you would call it, that allow him to sort of get into that, you know, sort of predator position. But, um, he also has individually hinged figures, uh, fingers, should I say. His, um, thumb is actually solid, but the other fingers can actually be moved individually, so you can really get that claw thing happening. Now, as far as colours go, he's, he's sculpted in the original orange, so everything else is sort of additional, such as the black pants, and really there's not a great deal to do. The, the fur has been painted brown with some um, some dry brushing to sort of bring it out a bit. And, um, yeah, look, the face for the day for Marvel Legends, they had some pretty tragic paint jobs back in the day. Um, he's got some nice little highlights around the eyes and, and the eyebrows, um, which has done a pretty good job. And so, you know, it's... Not as tragic as some of the face-off figures that came out, like the Mandarin figure. This is actually one of the better ones. Um, he did actually come with some accessories. They All the face-off figures used to come with a bit of a, a diorama background and a bit of a weird kind of base. Um, I don't even know what any of that stuff is. The, any of those cardboard dioramas don't tend to last long in my household. Um, probably the only thing that's suffered a little bit with this figure is I've had a bit of a play with him and some of the joints have started to get loose, so you can't really get him into too many... Um, sort of positions with arms raised kind of thing but um, this is still one of my all-time favorites just simply because it is a, a comic accurate version of one of my favorite characters and um, look really considering I paid very little for this figure I, I really can't sort of fault him and I'm I'm actually going to give him 10 out of 10 dollies oh look out <laughs> I only said 10 out of 10 Justin I, I, I didn't go crazy so, nah, that's all right and that's time. So oh, excellent. <laughs> and as far as the uh, saber tooth figures, um, you know, do you, do you have a preference, Justin? Uh, yeah, I, I mentioned to you before we uh, recorded this little bit that uh, I've got ML five uh, Marvel Legends five series uh, saber tooth in my display. I never went after. Uh, that two pack only because I had him and I didn't think that um, they could uh, do better. But um, that's only a personal thing for me. And, and plus, I was stoked because I found um, Marvel Legends Series Five, I believe, at, at retail, which was quite uh, hard in Australia when it when it came out. So 
I was chuffed with all that. I'd rather pay nine ninety nine than you know have to uh, try and find that one because that was quite expensive mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. quite hard to find. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing I did actually forget to mention is, like most of the Marvel Legends, there was actually a variant of this figure, and uh, that is with the mouth open, you know, doing that raw um, type thing, which looks pretty kind of average. Um, I actually had the closed mouth version, which I think is infinitely better than the um, the, the mouth open one. He just looks a bit more menacing. So. Mm. So that's me. All right. Well, okay. let's continue our rapid fire. And, uh, well, I guess <laughs> that just leaves Justin to take it away. <laughs> I'll have a turn then. Uh, <laughs> I'm reaching back to 2006 as well. And funny enough, to uh, Marvel Legends face off Hulk. Uh, so that was uh, obviously uh, released by Toy Biz. They were in charge in those days. He came in the two pack with the leader. Um, now, before I mention, there are two variants of this as well. There's a Hulk with a screaming, screaming mouth head as well. I'm not too sure how the pack out was with the uh, leader variants. Now, um, obviously, he is an action figure. He stands at 20 centimeters tall, which is just under eight inches. He is based basically on the artwork of uh, Sal Buscema, and the one of the reasons that I like this Hulk so much is that if you're a kid of the 80s. This is the Hulk face that was everywhere on T-shirts, yep. on uh, ice ice blocks, uh, <laughs> drink bottles. This is the Hulk from that era. Also, the uh, artwork is very uh, similar to the Hulk that appears. Uh, sorry, the uh, facial sculpt obviously is quite uh, obvious to the. Uh, it's quite similar to the Defenders, which is one of my favourite comic book runs of all time, and that's why I've chosen him tonight. So the packaging was the clamshell, as Ben mentioned. Hadn't changed much in around that time, and you needed basically a grinder to uh, <laughs> to get into it. it was clamshell. The styling was the standard uh, Marvel Legends back in those days, but it was just a bit um, longer to accommodate the two uh, the two figures. Collector friendly for the packaging, it was not. It uh, opened and the uh, the box was gone. Uh, ben mentioned as well the diorama. I think that went straight in the bin, and there was a little stage sort of thing as well. Um, the sculpting is fantastic. Not only the face, but the hair is the classic Hulk. The veins, uh, the muscle sculpting is probably nearly spot on um, for this one. The paint is perfect. It's that uh, dark green uh, uh, Hulk colouring. Now, the the quality of the paint is fine on my figure. There is obviously always an issue when it comes to teeth that are showing, but on mine, it's it's absolutely perfect. Uh, As for articulation, it has uh, the standard uh, Marvel Legends. It is missing the ab crunch, but it has uh, hinged toes, has those rocker ankles, um, has hinged ankles, uh, also has the knees, thigh swivels, ball hips, the swivel waist, and on and on, etc. The only th- missing thing, obviously, is the um, ab crunch or the ab uh, section there. The only other fault in the articulation, I guess, or the sculpt, as you would think, is the uh, absence of a fist. There are two open hands, um, but... That I'm not going to vault that as well, uh, fault that at all. The uh, the pants, the the ripped pants, especially obviously over the uh, calves, is uh, perfect. Um, I can't really say much more about this Hulk figure that uh, that hasn't been said before. It is it always uh, rates high in any of those polls they do online. Yeah. Um, 
posability. It's a bit vanilla to display it on the shelf, but he stands towering over most of the other Marvel Legend figures, so he really does stand out on the shelf. I have a Hulk shelf, but uh, this Hulk goes straight to the Avengers shelf. He is uh, he gets special promotion just because of <laughs> the sculpting and the and how perfect this Hulk figure is. Yeah. Um, now Dolly rating. I was just going to say, of all the Hulk figures, this is actually the one I display with my Marvel Legends. Yeah, it, it is great. The, like I said, the only bad thing is the the fist, but I can live without that as well. Um, I'm going to give this. Um, I'm going to give this nine. Ooh. I'll give it a nine. Um, I don't want to go too much, like because of my own personal motto and creed when it comes <laughs> to that. But uh, it is right up there. It's it's my favourite Marvel Legend figures, and I basically have every Marvel Legend figure they've made, and this one stands above the rest. Uh, I think I just made it under five minutes, so <laughs> I don't really have much more to add, <laughs> unless you have something to say about this figure. No, no. I, look, I think it's a fantastic figure, and for some reason I was actually even unaware it existed. I, I just... Um, uh, I wasn't spending a lot of time sort of on the internet looking for, for action figures back in those days and um, so I was buying Marvel Legends when they came out and reading Toy Fair and things like that and, and, and somehow basically missed it um, and I remember seeing a, a picture of it and thinking that's not my Hulk figure and going hang on that's a that's a Hulk figure that's way better than the one that I've got and then <laughs> you know, doing a bit of research I'm like oh wow he comes with two versions of the leader and you, know, you can yes. take, take your pick of which leader you want and <laughs> So. Leader is always awkward, not uh, <laughs> very awkward figure. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in the scheme of things, those face-off packs were actually quite impressive. You got some good figures out of those. So. They were, and also they sort of came in a in a lull. There was no hype surrounding them. They just sort of were released. Um, there was yeah. a bit of a like a, a a time difference or a basically halt in production for a while. Marvel Legends, and then all of a sudden we had these uh, figures that came out, and then to get variant packs. On such a release, it's pretty. It was pretty unique. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. I guess we'll talk about uh, that in a bit more detail later on. Sure. All right. Well, that wraps up Toy of the Week, and when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Well, we're all here because we collect, and so feeding the addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. And, well, it's either myself or yourself, Justin, so, hey, what'd you pick up recently? <laughs> uh, well, I've been away for a while, and a few things have uh, come in, but uh, the most recent thing that uh, has arrived would be the Watchmen uh, sub. I got comedian figure. Um, also was able to pick up Ocean Master on the second-hand oh. market or secondary market. <laughs> Very good. Um, I'm a huge fan for those uh, goofy-looking... Uh, what would you call them, D-grade <laughs> supporting cast of villains. And also got some uh, back, issues, back issues in. I've got some um, Brave and the Bolds oh, nice. uh, with some team-ups. Yeah, I'm a big sucker for those. And also some old Thors. What else did I get? And there was something else. There was uh, some old Captain Americas as well and a couple of issues of uh, the Invaders. So oh, cool. 
some reading to do and some floppies in to uh, occupy my time. Yeah, there's still nothing <laughs> how, like those old back issues, is there? Like the... No, the smell, the ads, <laughs> the uh, the colour problems, the... <laughs> Why is Batman coloured pink in this in this panel? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, but it's the smell and the and the touch more than anything else is yeah. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. Very nice. And how about you? Did you uh, loosen the purse strings? Yeah, yeah. I've because uh, I missed a couple of episodes. There was been a bit of a uh, a bit of a, a swag. Um, I was picking up those uh, Despicable Me two uh, minions, the small ones that include the you know the the ninja where he's coming yeah. up, the banana, and um, <laughs> the fireman ones that um, Jeremy, aka a Hyperion, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hype, helped me out with those ones. Um, but what was interesting is um, once I got some of the, I don't know whether they were Wave Two or, or I don't know how they came out. They actually showed the the evil minions, the the purple ones, and I thought, well, that's really weird because I haven't seen them here anywhere. And I actually walked into uh, my local Big W, which is um, the same as the American Walmart. Um, which is you know, it's about a kilometre away from my house, and I thought I'll go and have a look at the toy aisle. They never really have anything, but you know, hey, I'll just check it out. And they had four of these figures on the shelf, and two of them were the evil purple minions. And, cool. Um, yeah, it was great because I'd not seen them in any other store anywhere. So um, yeah, I picked up those, which was um, pretty good. So that actually completes that. That so I now have every minion that they released. Um, <laughs> Excellent. I also got my uh, Infernal Crisis Huntress. Um, so, and she's not bad. Look, I think, you know, in the scheme of things, a bit of tooling there. Um, I'll actually have to sort of get around and decide. I've currently got the, the Hush Huntress uh, in with my mm. DC Universe Classics. And, yeah, I'll probably swap them over. But, uh, but probably the big thing um, this week for me was um, I, I managed to get in on a pre-order of the, the Bowen Designs Tomb of Dracula statue. And uh, what was pretty exciting about that is it was limited to um, a website-only release. Um, so Bowen does some of these statues in very, very small runs and releases them through his website. But because of... Um, contractual obligations with Marvel. He actually can't deal international. So um, Al, uh, who's known as Hold Your Fire Al from the Statue Marvel's website, um, is such a cool guy. He actually organises with Bowen to, to buy, uh, you know, a, a group order, I guess, um, um, via Bowen and um, helps out us international customers. And Al actually had an offer where um, if you were one of the first 10 people to order through Statue Marvels, you actually got a signed version of the statue. And uh, he must have posted it at some weird time of the, the night in the US because it just so happened to be lunchtime when I was on the website and uh, <laughs> I was the second second or third person. And so, yeah, that arrived this week. And not only is the base signed by Randy Bowen, but he's also done a little sketch of Dracula on the bottom too. So that's, um, that's fantastic. And it's just a beautiful statue. I have really, really fond memories of Tomb of Dracula. Uh, reading that when when I was a kid with that fantastic Gene Colan art and mm. uh, Bowen has just done you know such an amazing tribute to Gene and I guess it's just a, a shame that um, yeah he he passed away before he got to see it yeah so. it's a beautiful if anyone hasn't seen it hop over to the uh, forum and have a look it's there in all its glory yeah and it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, very very impressed. So, um, and I've also pre-ordered the the Frankenstein monster that um, Bowen okay. makes, which is based on uh, Mike Plug's artwork. So that'll be a fun one. 
All right, well, that's a that's a pretty good haul for just the two of us. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Two bases covered there, yeah. Indeed. All right. Well, if no one has any other items to report, it's time to award <laughs> another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this bizarro world? Well, red carded is a chance to poke fun at those WTF moments in our hobby, be they scale fails or, well, let's just say those things that just have us shaking our head and going, huh? And uh, <laughs> this week we've got a, a, an interesting one to say the least, and it's, uh, well, it's kind of hard to describe really, but I, I'll try my best. Um, the, the title, it's an eBay auction, and the title is Marvel Avengers Comic Captain America Head Figurine. So, okay, fair enough. Um, it appears to be a, I guess, it's a figurine of Captain America's head. Now, um, the, the first thing that strikes you is, oh my god, the horror, the horror. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, it's it's kind of a combination of classic Captain America and the Ultimates Captain America in that it's got the piping on the mask, but his ears are prominent, so it's got that sort of classic look, you know, it's got the big A, but there's no wings, so they've kind of, I don't know, a bit of a mix and match going here, they can't quite work out exactly which version of Captain America this is. Um, but that's probably not the problem. The problem <laughs> is the fact that it is just the most horrendous looking thing you've ever seen. Um, Justin, <laughs> any words come to mind here? Uh, well, only that Gertie's had a field day on this one. I, 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 I don't know how to explain it other than it looks like, um, he's got, he's just gotten in trouble from his mother who's told him not to lick his lips in the wind. <laughs> And he's been gone halfway because <laughs> he, he he doesn't have lips. He just has a lip. Yeah. And it covers the top and bottom section of the whole mouth area. Uh, um, the skin tone is is nice. It's it's flat and it's uh, even all. <laughs> yeah. But you know, um, there's a bit of texturing to the mask going on, but um, mm. he he doesn't kind of you know how. Steve Rogers is kind of the epitome of the human male. You know, he's tall, strong, good-looking, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know what's really going on here with that nose, that mouth, those eyes. <laughs> um, you, you know when you're working on one of your customs and you've got to do, you know, you, you sit there and you've got to either sculpt some hair or you've got to do something that's really quite intricate. You know, you know how sometimes when you finish mm. and, and you get it done and you just go, nailed it, <laughs> nailed it. I'm just kind of wondering what the person was thinking when they finished this. Did did they actually sit back, look at it, and go, "That's it. That's that's just. It's like the movies come to life." Um, I can't. I have no words. There are no words. Yeah, and, and I mean, what's even stranger? This thing is just a head. It's it's a four mm. and a half inch tall head, and it's just that. It's not a money box. It's not a cup. It's not a pencil holder. It's just a head. And my God, it's just. It's the horror. It's the it's, horror. It, it's a four and a half tall, <laughs> <laughs> it's tall head. Um, and the auction so, is, is quite entertaining because it doesn't really say much more other than that it's in mint condition, So, uh, <laughs> which is lucky because, you know, I don't think I could bring myself to buy one that was only in, say, you know, very fine or, or something like that. Hmm. It's um, This one's apparently mint condition. But, uh, 
I've got to say, his choice of um, lipstick is uh, an interesting... <laughs> what, what would you say that? Is that a, is that a kind of um, a boysenberry he's got rocking there? Yeah, um, I guess so. Boysenberry with a sort of raspberry ripple on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the um, he's got the eyeliner going as well. It's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting to oh. say the least. Uh, but look, yeah. you know, To be fair, it is only fifteen US dollars, and mm. uh, they'll send that free worldwide. So I tell you what, you wouldn't want to pay too much postage on top of that fifteen bucks, would you? And actually, looking at the uh, seller, I think I've bought stuff from him in the past. I have, <laughs> and, and that's the reason I found it, because this guy is one of those great Chinese sellers who gives us loose uh, <laughs> loose action figures for customising and that sort of thing, so I, I really don't want to say their name out because um, they, they have no, no, looked no. after me many times in the past, but um, uh, this me one too. just had me going, really? Really? Like, you know, it's, it says here that quantity, there's two available. And oddly enough, when I found this item about three or four months ago um, and then managed to lose it somehow and only came across it again, they had two available. So, um, yeah, you better get in fast because once those two are gone, they may not have any more. It's that episode of um, The Simpsons where Homer is, has to go to court and uh, paints those sunglasses on and shuts his <laughs> eyes. That's what it looks like. These painted pupils on top of his eyelids so he can show his eyes at work. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Marvel Avengers comic Captain America head figurine. Uh, you're going to get our red card of the week. Boo. <laughs> hey, kids, I'm here to tell you about two extremely famous plumbers, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario, from the Super Mario Bros. movie. You want to know? We'll make some super? Because they triumph over the evil Koopa and his brain sidekicks, Iggy and Spike. Using only their plumbing tools, and they battle the Goombas. Koopa's hideous dino human army. Those Goombas are scary. The Super Mario Brothers action figures from Earl. But don't worry, they're not real. Well, it's time for our discussion topic of the week, and uh, Justin and I are going to do a Marvel Legends stock take. And Marvel Legends, it's the definitive six-inch action figure line for fans of the Marvel Universe, and the line started way back in 2002, and has delivered uh, in excess of 250 figures, and during that time it's undergone some major changes, uh, a change in company, a cancellation, a change in the way builder figures were styled, and now even a, a new concept in the way that they'll be delivered to fans, and Justin and I I uh, both big fans of Marvel Legends, and we've both been there from the very beginning. So uh, this episode, we're going to take uh, a look at, you know, back at what was. We're going to discuss what is and dream of, you know, what may yet be. So kicking things off, what was. You know, Justin, 2002, it was a long time ago. There wasn't really the, I guess, the, the, the action figure news and forum support that, that we certainly have now on the internet. So how did you first come across Marvel Legends? Well, you're right. There was a definite lull. I mean, there was a uh, time gap as well between the Toy Biz, the Marvel ones I had before that, the, the tinier or the smaller figures. Yep. Um, the first I'd ever seen of this was a good friend of mine who was one of the first guys ever to move out of home and had his own place. <laughs> um, I would uh, I was pretty free with work those days. I could uh, do my own hours. <laughs> and I used to go to his house and catch uh, the tick and uh, the new X-Men cartoon that was out at the same time. Anyway, he, he told me that there was a new uh, line out from Marvel and that they were at Toys R Us. So we drove over there and the first 
figure I saw was a Captain America in the huge clamshell, thinking, oh, my God, this is this is incredible. I've never seen anything like this before, and I've talked about it before. It's just the weight of the actual figure and the clamshell. Uh, the weight, when I picked it up, I knew that these were, they'd obviously gone the extra mile and everything, articulation, obviously, the actual size of the figure, and then I looked and found, uh, I found Iron Man. That was next to it. It's still the definitive Iron Man for my collection. Absolutely. I do have an Iron Man shelf, and that, that Iron Man is front and center. He's a, he's a great-looking figure. Yep. I had a harder time finding um, uh, Johnny Storm, and then even harder time to find the Hulk from the uh, first series as well. I, me- I remember because I was widespread in my working um Day, I'd go to all different places and all different suburbs of Sydney, finding Hulk at uh, Parramatta, <laughs> at Westfield's Parramatta, and I was from the eastern suburbs of those days, so I would uh, drive that far and that wide to find uh, Marvel Legends figures. Yeah, yeah. And it went on from there. I remember going to the shelves. There was a 1.5 wave released as well, and that wave we got uh, Stealth Iron Man, Gold Iron Man, and Hulk with the rip shirt. I'm not too sure about Toad. He turned up. Sort of yeah. in between. I, I certainly as well. Toad. Look, I I remember just walking into my Toys R Us. Um, you know, we had a Toys R Us open in our our Westfield, and uh, at the time, you know, they were stocking things like the original. I think it was the Playmates Tarzan figures and Ninja Turtles and yes. things like that. Yes, yes. <laughs> but um, I remember just walking in one day, and I, I had no idea these figures even existed. I was aware, of, as you said, of the the previous Marvel um, figures, the Toy Biz ones, the where they brought out every character ever. Um, mm. But I walked in and saw these things, and like you, I was blown away. I mean, not only were they big in, in scale, but the articulation and detail was fantastic. And I'd like to think that that had something to do with, you know, the, the change in the industry that McFarlane was doing at the time with much more detailed figures. There was that sort of really, real increase of um, quality in sculpting and things like that. So, you know, hopefully that was something that, that sort of um, pushed Toy Biz to, to really step it up. And, yeah, like you, I walked in, saw them, and of course, you know, being a big fan of Captain America and uh, and Thor, I saw Cap on the on the shelf, and I saw the Hulk, and I saw Iron Man, and uh, look, yeah, I'm a long, long time Marvel fan, and and these were the the definitive versions for me. I mean, that that Wave One Iron Man, like you said, um, is still the definitive. And look, I, I enjoy the updated Iron Man and the you know the the detailed armors, but that that original armor just to me is is just definitive and. Um, to see these figures, and and I remember, and at the time they they weren't expensive either. Um, no. I, I was quite impressed. I think they were only about fifteen dollars each. Um, mm. Not that that lasted long, but no. um, <laughs> so yeah. Look, I I picked those up as well, and I I had no idea sort of what they were. I mean, I, I didn't pay attention even to manufacturers back then, so I wasn't even aware that they were sort of toy biz as such. And um, but the one thing you know, you mentioned the variants and. That was something that I, at the time, I just had no concept of. I, I didn't realise that people were doing sort of variants in, in lines like this. And so the first Hulk um, I picked up was actually um, the one with the straight fingers. And uh, yes. it wasn't until I saw a friend's Hulk and he actually had the one with the, you know, the, the bendable sort of fingers. Mm. And I thought, hang on, what's, what's going on here? That's not the same figure. Um, and it didn't really sort of dawn on me until um, Series 2. And, um, and, and the, the thing that I bought was actually the variant one that came with the trench coat, etc. And uh, I remember other people sort of talking about it, going, what do you mean yours has got a trench coat? And then we sort of... Yeah. <laughs> 
clue in that some of these because I, I never saw the stealth armor Iron Man. Um, that was a figure that, uh. that I just never saw at retail. So um, yeah, I guess yeah, we were we were off and running with with Wave One, and what what was frustrating at the time is um, I, I was buying them locally. I, I hadn't really sourced any uh, any overseas distributors or anything like that, so I had to rely on local shops getting them in, and it, it was really frustrating because the, the the shops in in the city that I live um, <laughs> just seemed to be completely oblivious as to figures and how they worked because I can remember. Uh, getting right up to series four and there was no sign of series five and i thought well this is annoying because by then i was aware of toy fair magazine and um you know, i knew that wave five had Sabretooth and they had colossus and i thought this is going to be fantastic and there was no wave five i can remember ringing toys r us headquarters in australia and asking them and i had no idea what i was talking about <laughs> um and then sure enough wave six was on the shelf and I thought, well, yep. hang on, what's what's going on here? And so, you know, I, I sort of, that's when I really started getting into the whole eBay thing because I knew that, um, you know, relying on, on local businesses um, was, was going to just end up, you know, being incredibly frustrating. So, um, yeah. yeah, I guess the rest is history as far as tracking them down goes. Yeah, and I think after the first time that happened, I was, I was lucky enough to find Series 5 and it turned up in a toy world and I live in a base, basically, what would you call it, not a country area but it's classified as a country area and for these to turn up in a toy world, it was pretty incredible and they were packed on a, in, in a box on the top of the um, shelving. So I climbed straight up there <laughs> and got it out. But after that, um, we had obviously uh, uh, boards and forums and the rest of it. I sourced the, the local um, distributor here online and just gave my credit card details and say and said, you know, this is the way for me to do it because I really don't want to miss out on anything. I was so uh, enamoured or so uh, in love with this uh, line that um, basically just gave all the details and said, you know, whatever, how many waves, I don't care, just as long as they turn up uh, and I get them. That's how... Uh, <laughs> how in love with Marvel Legends I was when they first came out. Yeah, and look, for me, we were certainly off and running right from Series 1. I mean, we mentioned how fantastic the, the Iron Man was, but being a big fan of Captain America, I loved that figure. Um, you know, it's by no means perfect, and I know people have sort of customised their own, etc. but the fact that he had a, a good-looking shield, it was a separate piece, it actually, you know, it wasn't one of those ridiculous, you know, you, you pulled the string and it shot off his arm or anything <laughs> stupid like that. Um, and and yeah. so for me, you know, we really were going great guns uh, until we got to Series 3 and we got that horrendous Daredevil. Yeah, the uh, the one who will not be spoken about too much. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I just thought, okay, what's what's going on here? Like, you know, Ghost Rider's not a bad figure and, you know, Thor, mm. I finally got a Thor figure and, hey, look, it's a, it's a Wolverine and he wasn't a bad-looking figure, but what's going on with Daredevil? And Indeed, it's. I guess after that, that's when things got a bit wonky, uh, you might say. Um, I mean, obviously, with series four, we got that Goliath figure that was just a, uh, a re-released figure from the uh, the box set that they'd done a few years before that, and and hard to find as well. Uh, yeah, and people were trying to find him because of Ant Man and Wasp to get the uh, the smaller, downsized figures. I remember that was a hard one to get. Um, in Australia, I didn't get that oh, until a couple of years ago. Yeah. Not that I really want it too much, but um, just to get the size difference to display on the shelf. Absolutely, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's yeah. he's weird. 
So, what were your <laughs> recollections when you you first realised that um, the the figures came with a, a builder figure? Like, do you know? Do you remember being in complete awe at uh, putting together your first builder figure? I was. I was thinking, ah, oh, free figure. How good is this? <laughs> it was, wasn't it? And in, in it was. The, in the scheme of things, some of those pieces are actually, you know, the same size, if not bigger than the figure they came with. Indeed. And the from memory, was Galactus was first? He was. Uh, the first, yeah. And, I mean, now we're getting Galactus. <laughs> it's like uh, that the sculpting and putting him together and putting him on the shelf had to actually build special shelves away from the ceiling so <laughs> I could fit Galactus in to the to the shelving arrangement. But yeah. um yeah, so excited. And I remember like I mentioned before, the the big box would turn up every so often on the doorstep and my kids were quite young, uh, in two thousand and four or five and they would uh help me put all together and um it was it was a great time for those yeah. that were like uh getting an interest saying, Who's this guy and what does he do? and I was like, Oh kids, one of me <laughs> oh, My wife is rolling her eyes in the background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I, I think for me they really nailed it with um, Series 10 and the, the Sentinel series. Um, mm. That's when I was blown away. I mean, n- not only is that Sentinel absolutely exquisite, but you sort of stopped, you sat back, and then you went, I can actually have more than one of these. Yes. I, I can have a couple of these figures, and they would look awesome together. And Indeed. You knew, that, um, you knew that you were in for it then, and... Um, you know, I can actually remember, you know, one of my friends wasn't even really interested in the Sentinel pieces. Um, and, and I used to sort of scavenge any, any spare Sentinel pieces that I could. And for a while, I had this small box of assorted bits and pieces. And I'm just, you know, you're forever missing that piece that came with Spider Man, you know, that's got the head and yeah. the torso. Um, and it's the only reason that that Spider Man is worth so much money is because it comes with that piece. And I mean, no one cares about the actual figure. Um, no. In fact, that wave in particular was, you know, was reasonably dull on the scheme of things. I mean, Mystique wasn't exactly the the best sculpted figure, and uh, Omega no. Red was, you know, hugely oversized, and uh, and even Black Panther. Uh, in the promo pics for Black Panther, thinking, well, it's not a classic costume, Black Panther, but that looks incredible. Yeah. And then when he got him in hand, <laughs> wasn't wasn't that good. <laughs> There, there was certainly a few bucks that they insisted on reusing that, that really just didn't work. I mean, yeah, people complain a lot about the Black Panther slash Wonder Man buck as being, you know, pretty lame, but for me it's got to be hands down the one they used for the Iron Fist uh, Falcon figure with the yes. gigantic, ridiculous tennis balls sticking off the shoulders. <laughs> the, the bulbous uh, elephantitis of the shoulders. And, you know, I mean, they have copped a lot of flack over the years for, for bad sculpts um, and, and, you know, stuck joints and things like that. But at yeah. the time, I don't think I was really noticing that. I was just enjoying building my Marvel Universe. But it wasn't until some of those really dodgy figures like Iron Fist and Falcon started showing up that I just went, man, this figure looks odd. Like yeah. The yeah. pinhead syndrome as well with Falcon. He has a really tiny head and, and body compared to uh, the rest of the Marvel Legends yeah. as well. Yeah, you do wonder whether, you know, that's some of this stuff, you know, it happens in production. I mean, we've heard many, many times when it comes to, you know, the most horrendous figure they've ever released, and that's Emma Frost. Um, the, you know, that the, the prototype looked better. It just didn't come out the way, you know, they expected it to, you know, as part of the manufacturing process. And really, you know, there's been a few duds like that. I mean, Scarlet 
you know, the Scarlet Witch. Um, well, which they later apologised for. Well, yeah, she, <laughs> and, uh, and tried to pull her from, from the shelves there, before there, she got out there. There ain't nothing sexy about that figure at all. She's a, she's a horror. And I was really disappointed with the Storm figure, with that just that ridiculous sort of pinhead, giant hair, those tiny feet where she refuses to stand up because of the weight of the, uh, of the cape. Um, yeah, yeah. I've got the mohawk version, so it's okay for me. I know what you mean, but with the hair thing. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I guess um, in the scheme of things, we we have had it pretty good as far as character selection goes. I know a lot of people do comment. I mean, you know, being toy fans and um, you know being self-important toy fans, <laughs> we we always seem to comment about what we haven't got rather than what we have got, but. I guess from the the main lineups of the Avengers, the main lineups of um, the X Men, uh, I mean, in the scheme of things, we've done pretty well. I mean, certainly my biggest bugbear is uh, is Rogue, um, being my my favourite female um, character. To to not have a decent Rogue figure is incredibly frustrating. Yes. Um, but in in the scheme of things, you know, really, if you if you look at those lineups, I notice. Um, on, on the forum when we sort of threw it out there that we were having a bit of a chat about this. Um, Casey Carter mentioned that, um, you know, he was disappointed that we still haven't seen the um, the, the proper Sunfire um, and that we certainly um, still haven't seen a Polaris uh, of any kind. Um, yes. And certainly not key members of the X-Men, but if you were trying to put together that sort of, you know, X-Men 94 first appearance of, of the, the second team, I guess. Um, it's a bit frustrating because, um, you know, she's been around for a long time. Mm. Uh, well, Sunfire. Yeah, yeah Sunfire. Um, who else we got? Enchantress, who is another glaring uh, omission. She, you know, that should have been done a long time ago. And uh, also Jubilee. I know we're getting that, that new one, but that's that's not Jubilee for me. I need the, the proper... <laughs> The proper uh, short, short uh, jubilee as well. Yeah. Another glaring omission. But you know, Alpha Flight. I don't think we'll ever get that finished. Um, huge miss on the on the um, uh, the Eternals as well. Well, it's but, interesting uh, because um, one of the things that that I think frustrates me as a collector, being a, a sort of a classic fan, is. We do actually end up getting characters made into figures, but it doesn't end up being in a costume that you want. Um, yes. Then you sort of go, oh, okay. Well, I'm finally getting one of those, but really, I would have preferred a you know a different costume, um, or the original costume, or, or something like that, which is um, you know a little bit frustrating as a collector. But sometimes I think it's it's better to have something than than nothing at all. Yeah, I agree. Loki is one of those uh, who falls into that uh, category. We got yeah. that uh, the comic inspired instead of the classic inspired Loki, yeah. but I know what you're saying. It's better to have some sort of rep- representation on the shelves than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, for, for every complaint that we have, you know, there's got to be a figure where you've just gone, "Wow, I can't believe we actually got one of those." I mean, one that, that continually jumps out at me has got to be the Savage Land set. The fact that we actually got Kazar, Shana, and Zabu. I mean, mm. look, I, I know that most, you know, most of those figures are actually just reuse from other lines, but the fact that we actually got Zabu, the saber-toothed tiger, um, you know, he's actually pretty cool. Yes, he, it is, it's a very cool set as well. And you're right, the Savage Land uh, box set was 
was uh, high on priority for a lot of people. There's a few other things like that, but are we allowed to import uh, from from other lines? <laughs> because we oh, had absolutely. Spider-Man classics as well, and that um, I can't believe we got a Spider Hulk. Mm. That's uh, one of my one of my favourite figures, and also the uh, close to perfection is the he would have been second in my review. Uh, is the Hobgoblin, the way they did the Hobgoblin is just a, an outstanding figure. Yeah. The, the Hobgoblin is, is probably one of my top three figures of, of all time. I just, um, I'm a huge, huge fan of the character in general and for them to just absolutely nail him um, is, is just perfect. So Yeah, so yeah. No, I was just going to say, we can say thank you for a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> we can say thank you for 90% of the figures we've gotten, for sure. Yeah, uh, and... Uh, I don't know. I mean, we've also had the opportunity for, for army building, which I think has been a lot of fun. Um, certainly distribution has been quite the issue. Um, I know that I've had to fight tooth and nail for every one of my shield agents because um, we didn't actually get those in Australia. So uh, I've had to, you know, keep an eye on um, eBay. I've had to keep an eye on people who are selling their collections. And, you know, they're often one of the first things to go, the, the hand ninjas, the shield agents, the, the hydra agents, etc. Yeah, I had to fight for my one one shield agent <laughs> on the shelf. Uh, I was lucky enough to get two hand ninjas, but uh, I, I, li- I like the idea of army building, but like you said, distribution here in Australia, it's quite hard to get uh, more than one or two of a, of a certain figure for sure. It is. It's frustrating. And so I, I guess that's a, a good opportunity to, to segue into, I guess, the... You know the the what is um, both you know the the right now and, and the near future and I mean after a, a good relaunch of Marvel Legends I mean they were cancelled for a while there and we heard rumours of them coming back and then we finally got the new Thor figure um, and then we finally launched back into Marvel Legends proper with the um, the the Terax and Arnim Zola waves and and we were off and running again it was great to see those figures up and running and um, I certainly think Terax is is one of my favourite figures. Um, so, you know, I, I was very impressed with, with the return of Marvel Legends. I mean, obviously, I'm never thrilled about the endless variants uh, of, of the Spider-Mans and the, the Captain Americas and that, but I guess, you know, in, a, in, in, in the retail industry, that's always going to be there. Um, and as sort of um, the, the types of collectors that we are, it's just something that we, we have to put up with, unfortunately. Indeed, and if this new character Legends is is done well in distributions up there, I can't see why it wouldn't be a great way to continue the Marvel Legends line. However, I <laughs> I live in Australia, so I know it's going to be hard. But there are good signs here. When we had a recent um, large distributor target in Australia, they got their Iron Man Legends in. Right. So who knows? They've done a few, a few weird, wild things over the last couple of years. So fingers crossed. Yeah. A huge movie like Captain America, you never know. Yeah, and I guess for those people who don't know, there was the announcement at the San Diego Comic-Con that uh, Marvel Legends, as we know them, um, will wrap up with the the Jubilee Build-A-Figure wave that's still to come as of this recording, and um, they won't be known as Marvel Legends. They will move more into a character Legends-based line. Now, we have seen that already with the Iron Man Legends um, waves that came out. They were two waves of three figures each um, with the Iron Man. Um, builder figure that the the comic um, version of the Iron Manga, uh, and they've announced that that is actually in fact the way that they will continue the six inch Marvel lines. And so, um, you know, we've seen uh, figures announced for the Captain America 
Legends line. Um, you know, we're getting the the movie version of um, the Winter Soldier, but we're also getting some comic accurate figures such as Batroc and Blizzard. Um, and they also announced the the Spider Man Legends line, the Spider Man Two Legends line, tying in um, with that movie, where we would see um, some figures like um, the Black Cat, the classic Black Cat figure, which pl- replaces the the horrible one that came in the <laughs> Sinister Six box set. So, just spending a moment, I guess, to, to talk about these the character legends. Um, I guess you know my my first thoughts that that come to mind are the Wolverine Legends line, which um, when they were first announced, I was extremely excited about when I saw that we would get both a new Emma Frost to replace the um, the she male that we got before. Um, <laughs> but also that the swap-out figure was, in fact, a modern rogue. And, you know, look, I'll, I'll take rogue in any outfit whatsoever. Um, my favourite is actually the Mark Silvestri era, where she had sort of the um, the, the sort of the thigh-high black boots and the, um, you know, the, the sort of green singlet kind of thing. And yeah. um, I, I was very excited for that wave, only to find out that it was actually um, going through diamond distributors and not to bricks and mortar re- the major retail stores um, that's very frustrating as an Australian collector because Diamond won't actually ship action figures um, of the major companies to Australia anymore because there are actually Australian distributors licensed to distribute them however uh, Hasbro Australia are a pack of assholes and, and they, <laughs> they basically um, they, they just simply don't stock them and they don't distribute them so um, if it wasn't for people like Mike S, uh, our good buddy Mike S, um, we would have a, a seriously difficult time getting these figures. And, and given that the White Queen is packed, sorry, Emma Frost is packed one mm. case and she's required to build the puck, um, build a figure, um, you know, th- that, that wave is actually going for quite a bit on eBay already. And so, you know, it, it's one of those shake-your-head moments where you just wonder what, what's going on with, you know, the, the Hasbro um, marketing department um, to, to effectively, I guess, freeze out large parts of their, their buying market. Indeed, and to dangle that carrot in front of us and then take it away, it's uh, can reduce a, a grown man to tears. <laughs> well, certainly, yeah, the, the running variants that, that started off, um, you know, with such promise and... Uh, we're, we're literally waiting on variants from three or four waves ago that, that we haven't got. In fact, there are so many running change variants that are, are still waiting to come out that they could literally just produce an entirely new wave of figures. Well, there's an idea, Hasbro, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, it's quite interesting. I mean, you know, I really want that rogue figure. I was all ready to sort of customise my own when, um, you know, that figure was announced. on. So I put that one on hold. So hmm. I guess going back to the, the character legends, um, one of the things that... I mean, obviously, if there's a character legends line that's coming out that is affiliated with a character you're really fond of, um, you know, you, you really are looking at getting some some great figures. Um, I think the... Um, that, that last line, the Jubilee line that comes with the radioactive man and the tiger shark, that shows a, a real sort of, um, I guess, varied, you know, broad range of characters there from all over the place. And so you are, I guess, more inclined to get some of those what the type characters. But if we're going for character legends lines, if you're... Um, 
you know, going to get a, say, wave two of Captain America Legends, then it's really unlikely that you're going to get, say, uh, Dr. Spectrum, um, you know, or, or someone from the Squadron Supreme in, in that wave, unless I, I think Hasbro will have to, to try quite hard to sort of convince retailers that they somehow fit in and, and um, you know, that the... I guess the movie material will make them attractive to, to buyers because, you know, throwing in, say, you know, Moon Boy from Devil Dinosaur um, is going to be a tough sell for, for any character-themed line. It is, and that's that's why I worry about the limitation. Like, if we're concentrating on a Captain America movie, surely they're only going to release characters that have something to do with Captain America. Uh, we've got a Thor movie coming out. Uh, Avengers, they may be able to slip a wide and varied sort of character selection in it as well, but would kids know classic Avengers um, villains that were, were around for like, you know, 10 to 20 issues? Yeah. Um, suddenly you got these guys turning up and they go, hey, they, these guys weren't in the movie. Who the hell are these guys? So yeah. that's that's where I can see it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a bit tricky to slip uh, certain characters into certain... Mm-hmm characters legends uh, lines so so with the the announcement of the um the, the builder figure for the captain america legends line being the the mandroid um uh, are you more inclined to just buy the entire line get the mandroid and be done with it or, or are you still going to you know say cherry pick the the three or four characters that you really want and then perhaps try and complete your mandroid you know off of ebay or something like that yeah, half and half. Have to wait and see. I'd really like to get a if in a perfect world some sort of release date where these are going to be released locally in conjunction with the movie. I know it's not going to happen. Yeah. So to, to complete that Mandroid, I've got no choice but to uh, buy the whole the whole set, which is not which is not bad, but it's yeah. um, you know. It's money, money. So <laughs> well, it is, and that's what's frustrating. I mean, I'll confess, I am someone who. Uh, I'm predominantly lazy, so <laughs> I'll, I'll just um, I'll just contact. You know, Mike S pretty much knows that you know I have a a standing order with him for basically any Marvel six inch figures that come out. Just whatever, just put the whole wave away. I'll I'll take the good with the bad, um, especially if it it gives me the the builder figure and um, anything that I'm not interested in, um, particularly movie variants. I'm I'm not particularly interested. In. They just go straight into the fodder bin and. Uh, um, you know, sure. to be used another day. Um, I mean, certainly, yeah, I can certainly remember when the uh, the X3 sort of Colossus and, and Jean Grey came out. I just was horrified that, um, that <laughs> wasted a slot with those monstrosities. Yes. Um, the movie the movie lines haven't fared well in the past, especially that uh, poor old Jean Grey figure. That's um, <laughs> another atrocity that we really don't talk too much about. Yes. <laughs> so, I guess... I guess moving into the the third part of our discussion and the the what may be, um, and you know, without sort of going into to wish list territory, um, I'm sort of considering these character legends lines and, and just wondering, you know, what potential they've got to to service us as kind of diehard fans of the of the Marvel universe. And to be honest, it, it makes me quite nervous uh, about the future because. Um, you know, I suspect that there will be quite a few Avengers Legends type lines uh, to tie in with the the next movie that comes out. And as an example of that, you, you know, Hasbro have said that they'll they'll try and sneak in some of these classic 
um, figures. I mean, that's that's the reason we're getting figures um, like the Black Cat um, because you know that's a good opportunity to to tie it in with the movie and sneak it in there. And for an Avengers line, you know, I would fully expect that that we might get someone like um, Cersei, um, you know, to to yeah. round out our. Uh, Avengers lineup, and but you know you have to wonder then you know what your chances are of ever completing even a, a remotely decent Eternals lineup. Um, you know, obviously we might get someone like Cersei because she was an Avenger. Um, oh, I think it'd be pretty far out to get someone like Gilgamesh, but you know, are we are we ever likely to see an Icarus or a Makari or no? What's the other guy's name? The one they kick around in that? I haven't. Oh, yeah. Something, something, the something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bloody Jack Kirby. Oh, his crazy his... names. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be good. I'd be all for it. Icarus, you'd think. Um, I know we all hate this word, but Toyetic is. Uh, he he would be a fantastic, colourful figure to hang on the shelves. Mm. But um, you know, are they going to be enough? Yeah. Is there going to be enough interest? We, are we going to get, ever get a um, a Star Fox? I mean, Star Fox was around for a long time as well. Mm, that's right. Um, and so he's the kind of character I'm hoping that they could kind of sneak in via the Avengers. Um, you know, he's got enough credibility. He's been there for a while um, in, in the Avengers comic. Um, and so is Cersei, I guess. You know, And they all have that sort of potential. But... Um, I guess the same goes for the Thor Legends lines. You're talking about uh, the possibility of finally getting the Warriors 3 and Heimdall and Boulder and Sif. But, you know, will we we go that little bit further and, and will we see the Enchantress or the Execution mm-hmm. or, or even a Builder figure, Odin, or, or something like that? It's, um, I don't know, it's, it's that proverbial carrot that's just going to be sort of dangling, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that would be incredible, but can you imagine if you waited all that time and we got the Warriors 3 and they were movie-based? Well, and that's that, the other fear, isn't it? Yeah, that would be yeah. not good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Odin, you know, Odin's pretty easy. He's been drawn many different ways yeah. uh, over the time. An old guy in armor is not that hard, but uh, I think mm-hmm. for them to release uh, movie versions of Warriors 3 would be um, unforgivable. Yes. In my humble opinion. Oh, no, absolutely agreed. And I think having the the sort of the the Disney-Marvel push, um, you know, behind a lot of these character selections is quite difficult as well. I mean, for example, you know, I'm sure the only reason that we got a Hyperion action figure is because, um, you know, he's getting a push through Avengers. Um, Yes. He's there. And so... You know, it starts to make you nervous about whether we're ever going to see a Power Princess or, you know, a Doc Spectrum or, mm. um, you know, a Nighthawk, etc. Like, are we ever going to sort of complete those lineups? Because, you know, I really don't see the, the head honchos at Disney going, oh, we definitely need to complete the Squadron Supreme. Um, you know, we really <laughs> should get some more, you know, Eternals out there. And hey, wh- while you mention it, I know that Black Bolt guy is, is appearing quite a bit in, uh, in the Marvel comics at the moment, but, um, I really think, you know, you should get a, a Medusa and a Karnak and uh, and the rest of the Inhumans out there to complete those lineups. Uh, Imagine the boardroom. Karnak, is that a C or a K? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, you know, Gorgon with his, his cloven hoofs and whatnot. So, um, so oh, yes. man. It makes me think, you know, well, well, not so much what could have been because I don't want to sound like 
we've, we've missed out on a heap, but still, you know, we're, we're halfway there, aren't we? <laughs> we've still got a long way to go. Well, that's right. And it, it's, it's disappointing because I can see a future with Thor characters. I can see us getting more and more of the Asgardians to, to bulk that up. And, and look, I can see them throwing us a bone in the villain department, whether that's the Enchantress, whether that's the Executioner, whether that's a comic-accurate curse or, or Hela. Um, or someone like that. I, I can really see that happening. But, um, you know, do, do you think that in the reverse there's ever a chance that we're going to see, um, you know, Aurora and North Star and, and a classic box or, you know, um, you know, a, a Vindicator, et cetera? So, mm, I don't yeah. think so. I think if Toy Biz was still in charge, I think, you know, be a pretty good uh, chance, even though they did have their chance back when they were doing them. But yeah, you're right, hundred percent right. What, what are the chances now? Yeah, well, I guess sort of um, putting on my uh, you know my positive hat. I'd like to think that if we we continue to see these Marvel movies being made where they're releasing you know one or two films a year, um, and the, the popularity of Marvel characters continue to really be prominent in in merchandising i guess and these character themed waves do well there's really no reason why you know they might not decide to to throw us a bone and throw us a you know a marvel legends classics line where where they do have a wave of six random figures and um you know we do get some of those kind of oddballs or 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 sort of you know single characters that we've been waiting on for a long time i mean you know the proverbial sort of shang chi um master of kung fu or or um, something like that. One of the things I'm also really positive, you know, we were just talking about Thor and, and the range of characters that we could potentially see through Thor and obviously a relation to the Avengers, but, you know, let's not forget the Guardians of the Galaxy film and, and being, uh, I guess, set in a, in a cosmic universe. Um, there's just, you know, any any number of potential characters they could draw in. Uh, I mean, certainly on the forum, um, our good friend Derek... WC, um, you know, he mentioned some of those really cool, um, you know, almost sort of cosmic characters like um, Blastar and and Ulick and the yeah. Space Phantom and um, some of those kind of guys that you know could easily be drawn in and, and convincing the powers that be and the retailers that they they do have a fit because uh, you know I'd certainly like to see a, a builder figure, you know, Eternity or the In Betweener or yeah the, the Collector or someone like that. Well, hopefully that uh, that movie does extraordinary well. I mean, who, who doesn't want to see a raccoon firing uh, <laughs> firing an Uzi? I showed my six year old the other day, and he was like, "What is that?" Yes, <laughs> but that's yes. um, hopefully that opens the doors. You know, it. Uh, who would have thought we'd ever get a Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Well, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. And and for me, a lot of the character selections, I look at the characters and go, "I really wish that they do that because I'm too lazy to do it myself." <laughs> I just, you know, I see some of these, like, I'd love to have a, a really good Mr. Hyde figure, but I, I just, I cannot be bothered sculpting, you know, all the stuff mm. that would be required for, for Mr. Hyde. So doing a custom of Mr. Hyde is just not going to happen. And, you know, Derek WC mentions a couple of really good um, figures like uh, Atuma and uh, the Super Adaptoid. And because of their size, I think they'd make great builder figures. Yeah, Orca. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Presuming we ever go back to the large size builder figures, that is, so... Yeah, well, that's it. Yes, very good. 
Well, I guess in the scheme of things, um, you know, we're, we're still in a good place, unlike DC Universe Classics. There, there is light at the end of the tunnel for us Marvel collectors, and, um, you know, we, we don't know what the future will bring us as far as character selection and, and even, I guess, um, longevity of the line, but uh, certainly there's a, a few good pieces yet to come, so, um, you know, we'll, we'll uh, hang in there for a, a bit longer. Yes, and uh, what can we do? <laughs> we have no choice. Like you said, the our poor DCUC brethren, which I'm also a part of, uh, you know, at least there are some sort of signs that we're going to get stuff, but who knows? Hopefully we're sitting here after Toy, uh, co- uh, sorry, Comic-Con next year and we're all happy and we're, we're getting an Orca or we're getting a Super Adaptor. It'll be wonderful. Absolutely. Otherwise, we'll just keep on customising. That's it. Keep <laughs> yeah, up buying right. those bronze tigers. <laughs> That's right. We'll, uh, yes, we'll, we'll we'll keep a stiff upper lip and uh, keep smiling for what's coming. And I can't wait to get my Batroc and my Blizzard and my Radioactive Man and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, fingers here's crossed. To, here's to a few more years of Marvel Legends yet. Uh, all right. Well, I guess that wraps up our discussion topic of the week. We're going to uh, come back after this break with some feedback before we wrap the show up. The Incredible Hulk meets Spider-Man. Each figure a foot tall and fully posable. All you need is a piece of string and here comes Spider-Man. Avalanche! This is a job for the Hulk. The Incredible Hulk with a face that's mean. Lots of muscle and skin that's green. Superhero Hulk. Good job, handsome. The Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man from the Superhero Collection. Each sold separately by Mego. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. And, Justin, you have our piece of feedback. Yeah, and this comes from Stitcher Radio. So that's an app for the uh, iPhone where you can listen to different podcasts. And the rating is five out of five stars. That comes (laughs) comes from Cosmo. Uh, now he's written greatest podcast for action figure news. That must be in the subject line. And then it goes to read, I've listened from the start with rotating hosts, good nature and informative news. This podcast can't be missed. Well done. Numerous exclamation marks. So that's, yeah, really good. And from Stitcher Radio, I guess that's, we're a Stitcher Radio virgin. And that's great to have some, uh, some feedback from all over the place, but any feedback, we love hearing, so tell us how good we are or any complaints, address them to, uh, to Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Basically anyone except Ben and Justin. Yeah, we'll take the accolades. We don't want the rest of the other stuff. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And it just goes to show that, you know, you and I can run this show. Yeah, I haven't been here for nine, so hopefully that those ratings came in before that, but oh, it looks like it was only 11 days ago, so... <laughs> yeah, I have to confess, it's, it's pretty quiet in the AFB headquarters and just the two of us here in the studio there's no one else around stacy came past before to drop us some drinks but other than that it's very quiet it is hmm. all right well that's it for the show thanks for uh thanks for your assist tonight mate no, it's good to be back and hopefully i'll be able to uh be much more of a presence coming weeks <laughs> well, a lot of the stuff's out of the way at the moment outstanding all right well that wrap things up it's been easy. Indeed. No Thank burping you. or laughing in the background. It's been fantastic. That's right. All right. <laughs> well, thanks very much, and uh, have a good night. And uh, you too. See us all later. Thank you. <laughs> Don't forget to have your engineer nerd spade on muted. 
Excelsior. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> the Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. 